Thanks for joining us. I'm Marga Ortigas, and this is About That. Today on the show, we meet a man who has spent most of his life unapologetically charting his own course, following his own drumbeat, if you will. He tells us he knew what he wanted for himself from childhood, despite what society around him might have expected. Well, it's worked. He's now 25 years into his chosen field, a massive success, and an icon, not just in his industry, but for the LGBTQI community in the Philippines. Who am I talking about? Well, none other than the inimitable fashion maven, Rajo Laurel. Hi, Margaret. Yes. <laughs> World-class designer on your 25th year. Yes, uh, 25 years. Gosh, it feels really fast. So. Does it? Are you still feeling as excited today as you were the first time you... Do you know, uh, yes, absolutely. It's the reason why I wake up in the morning. It's the reason why I'm in the office by 8. It's, it's still the love of my life. You do seem really happy with the, with the work that you're doing. I mean, if anybody's following you on Instagram, yes. they see straight away these positive messages. Correct. Every morning you yeah. begin the day with that. Well, that. I begin the day with that for myself, basically. I sort of... Like I meditate a few minutes and then I sort of like, okay, what do I want to tell myself and what I want to share to the world and uh, just to my universe, really. This is my message. And of course, you know, there's so much ugliness out there. So, so I'm just trying to be that little positive light that, that's sort of like, you know, sharing this. But apart from that, I mean, you have to realize my work is all about that. I mean, you know, nobody comes to design to sort of like, go, can you design something for a funeral? You know, you're always for a wedding for a birthday, for a celebration, for a hot date, to sort of like, you know, um, for lack of a better word, you have dress, you have clients coming over, I want my husband back or something right, like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting request. Has that worked? <laughs> yes and no. Oh, okay. Uh, the, question okay. I, uh, the question I throw back is, are you sure? <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> has it helped you though to begin every day like that? Uh, how has that kind of... You know, yes. Primarily because there's always going to be bad days. You know, there's not always going to good day so it's essentially just telling myself I mean a lot of those messages are really for me and then I just uh, because of social media I'm able to share it and I'm able to sort of like have another avenue to sort of like you know express myself not just in my work but more importantly sort of like my mindset right how did you begin to get to that perspective have you always been that way or is that something you learned later on Yes and no. I mean, I always been a, I was always been a happy person. But you know, I mean, because of that sort of like uh, um, joyfulness, there are dark moments, and I, I I did go through therapy, not for depression, just more for anxiety. And I was very lucky that I had parents who were um, modern enough to sort of like understand that one does need therapy and one does sort of like need help. I mean, you have to remember, I, I'm a I'm a child of the '80s, uh, a teenager rather in the '80s, a child of the '70s. 70s. And during those times, there are very few sort of like very peculiar children. I was one of those peculiar children. I was already um, attracted to the arts and a little bit uh, swishy, for lack of a better word. And, you know, my parents said, what's, you know, what's this? And it helped that I had um, support in therapy and became sort of like uh, more confident about myself and confident about what my capacities are as a person. Was that difficult for you as well, dealing with that, considering you come from a a rather political family that's very recognized and familiar in Philippine politics? 
was that something that you felt pressure to maybe get into at some stage? It was challenging, but I'm very lucky that we have family members who are also very much into the arts. So we have a lot of representations on whatever uh, strengths you have. So yes, in the beginning, I was very pressured. I was the first grandchild. My dad was the governor of Batangas during that pivotal moment of my life. So there was always this sort of like... Um, cloud that what if I what what ifs but I guess uh, I'm, I'm also very hard-headed so I was determined to follow my dreams and to follow my path so um, I didn't really listen to them but I did ask uh, their blessing especially my grandparents um, primarily to follow my dreams and they gave it the grandparents yeah, my, were- my, in fact it was my grandparents who agreed first and then they spoke to my father and said you know just because he'll probably Probably, you know, probably a terrible lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> was that what they wanted you to yeah, do? Was going to they law? They were all lawyers, so basically, I was supposed to be one, but I'd be probably the most insignificant lawyer in the world. <laughs> Why did you feel it was important to get blessings from your parents or your grandparents? Um, no, number one, they'll have to pay for my tuition. Right. And number two, I think it's important. I mean, I had to find a way. And you know what? I've always believed if you didn't ask, the worst thing somebody can tell you is no. But at least I asked that if I could sort of like be a designer, follow this particular journey. You know, in the beginning, it was sort of like very challenging because my dad said flat out no. You know, do whatever you want. But, you know, but what he did request of me was... Um, Finish college, okay. you know. That was he. That's the only thing he asked of me. I did have a fine arts degree, but that wasn't enough for him. He said, "I think I want another one." I said, "Okay." So he pulled me, went back to La Salle, you know, finished my three years, got my human resource management undergraduate, which, you know, in the long run helped me out more, uh-huh. you know, because essentially I have this sort of like double-sided um, um, head of business and arts, so I had them both. Actually, yeah, it worked out. It worked out. It, it, it worked how, out. how big is House of Laurel at the moment? At the moment, we have three companies. We have the made-to-order, we have wow. the ready-to-wear, and we also have the uniform company. We employ around 550 employees. Wow. So that HR course yeah, really Yeah, that HR course really yes. helped out. So, you know, I think it's important, you know, oblivious to sort of like anyone's knowledge. I always believe that your parents are there to be... To support you, and you know, no, no matter how you think that they're, they, 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 you don't, you don't think that they're doing the right thing. They're just after your for your own good. And, and now that I'm older, I'm glad I listened to to dad. I'm glad I listened to my mom and got my my degree. There wasn't any kind of difficulty after you finished, and you were like, okay, now I'm gonna set up, you know, my of own course. thing. Of course, I mean, again, the the whole the, this whole thing started because I dreamt about it. I wanted it, and you know, literally wiped out my my life savings in the beginning. I had a very humble beginning. One seamstress. Uh, I rented out a friend's basement. I didn't even have an aircon. I had one electric fan. So really, it started from the ground up. I mean, I think I'm very proud of that because I really didn't. Um, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, you got, you did this because your father helped you out." So not really. After after I graduated, after I got my diploma, I was on my own, and I slept on my studio for six years in the same place. I would meet clients, and uh, you know, I built this from the ground up. So I'm very proud of that a lot of challenges obviously because you sort of like have to build your name your reputation but it's one of the reasons why I love my work is because this is my child I mean I don't have children but this is my child and it's it's I'm at the halfway point of 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 my career I say halfway point because I always say like um 
your career is like an opera and right now I'm sort of like in the melodious tone so it's I'm, I'm in that part of my life that I'm I have that particular stride I know what I'm where I'm where I'm do what I know what I'm doing I know where I'm going so it's a good time to sort of like celebrate that and look forward to what's going to happen next how have you kept the excitement because you it, it does show that you're you're very happy to be um, flowing the way you are at the moment you, know, and, you basically have to look at it like you're a child there's always something new out there I don't know I mean of course there are bad days you just caught me on a good day <laughs> <laughs> would have been interesting on a bad day <laughs> I, I would have cancelled our appointment <laughs> But on a, on a good day like this, it's always about experimentation. You see, Marga, the difference, I guess, with what I do is I anything I can imagine, I can make happen. So, I mean, can you imagine that particular gift? I close my eyes, mm-hmm. I see things. Um, I, I, I close my eyes, I see things, and, it, and I work with my hands and make it happen. I work with a team who's very talented. I work with people who have the same much passions with me. I surround myself with younger people. My design team right now is all under the age of 25. So all that energy, all that energy, all that particular um, uh, attraction, it makes me alive and makes me happy. Also, I tend to live in a bubble, and, and, and I, know, I, know, I don't know if it's that, that's good or bad, but I try not to sort of like see the negative out there. Like, for instance, if there's something bad on Facebook, I just automatically close it. Or So I just focus on what I find uh, beautiful and find good and just work on it and continue on that road. Is there anything you're still looking to accomplish? A lot I mean, more. A lot more, obviously. What else is your goal at this you stage? Know, at this stage, is really um, my goal is to be able to define Philippine design and, and, and intrinsically um, leave behind this particular look. What is Filipino design? What makes us Filipino? You know, I mean, in this day and age of fast fashion, of everybody's looking alike and homogeneous, who are we as a Filipino? And, and, and sometimes we, we forget that identity is what who we wear and what we wear. I mean, this is part and part. This is our armor. Our clothes are our modern day armor. And in the Philippines, because of all the influx of all these international brands, we're diluting ourselves. We forget who we are as a people. So my quest is to define that and essentially this particular anniversary year we're going to be trying to do that what is Filipino design who are we um, if we look around we're slowly it's disappearing Marga we all wear the, we all look the same yeah that's true. that's true even just not in the Philippines but around the world yeah do you have an answer to that then if somebody asks you what is Filipino design I'm finding out okay. and that's probably part of the excitement I mean obviously there are certain um clear uh, aspects of who we are as Filipino. We love decoration. We love color. We love the uh, the idea of a fiesta. And we sort of like love to have a good time. We love a good party. And we dress up for parties. And we are occasion dressers. And so essentially those are the things that we sort of like pick up on. Color and um, ornament and ornamentation. Ever since the beginning we've always been um, Mahilig sa, di- sa ornament. So you like, to, you yes. like to you like to sort of like pile on the details. Yeah. You've also had to deal with quite a lot of controversy in your career. I mean, people have attacked you as mm. having uh, copied yes, designs of yes, other people. Yes. How did you deal with things like that? That it didn't, uh, in a way, it didn't destroy, it didn't damage. It hurt you? me a lot. It hurt me a lot. But at the same time, you go with the punches. 
<clears throat> and essentially you you learn from it and you learn from from all of these things each lesson that comes by is part and parcel of uh, how you uh, be strong as a person so it's it's a learning process everything is this a journey i mean the good will always come with the bad the, the ugly will always come with the beautiful and you have to accept that it's part of life uh, you cannot you, you can't say that everything's just beautiful there are always going to be dark moments and i think i i, I embrace it i actually um tell myself bring it on because it makes me a better creative person in in a more in a concrete way, how would you deal with one of these dark moments? I mean, you've mentioned meditation. Is there anything else that you do? I get out of town. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder you're traveling yeah, a lot. I travel a lot. So yeah. I, I I tell my team that uh, I have a three week three week uh, gestation period. After three weeks, I have to get out of town. It doesn't have to be out of the country. Just out of town. Just sort of like out of my workspace and essentially do that. Meditation helps a lot. Exercise helps a lot. Friends and family. Surrounding yourself with people who genuinely love and care for you is important. I feel that's the reason why I thrive because I'm constantly surrounded by family. I work with my family. I work with my sisters. My sister's are part of my team it's 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 a wonderful situation and setup to be in because of that has that not caused you any problems like working with family Some of course people, it does yeah. but it works for me right because i trust them i mean and i think in one of the things that i believe in essentially is just um respect one another and respect your areas of responsibility and your strengths and weaknesses are like my, for instance my sister i'll never um She's in charge of HR, so I sort of like, you know, that's her department. I'm in charge of marketing and creatives. That's my department. My mom's in charge of finance. So if somebody sort of like, you know, comes in here with a number, I have to sort of like, wait, hold on. Let me get back uh, to you and find out. So all of a sudden I call my mom. Can we give it at this price? You know, at the end of the day, everybody puts in their weight and everybody sort of like becomes part and part parcel of this wonderful machinery of House of Laurel. So you you yeah that's a good experience that you've had because many people will say working with family can get very tricky it or can. difficult. It and, can. I mean you know it's like yeah. any any relationship you you fight you 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 argue but you have to sort of like learn that we have one goal and you have to begin with one goal in mind and everybody understands that this is the goal that they wanted to be. Would you say that that's also something that's uniquely Filipino? Yes, absolutely. I mean it's 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 a part of our. DNA culture that we are we work as a unit I mean a lot of people my friends from the west sort of like even don't even bother to think that in, in my case from the very onset it is always about you know how to bring in my family in this I'm sure they now appreciate that you didn't turn out to be a lawyer after all of that but I also appreciate them yeah. because in many ways they gave up their dreams in order to pursue mine really I mean, well my sister, Venice was sort of like going to be on the, on the way to the world of the academe. She wanted oh. to be a, become a teacher. Okay. And in fact, she's still doing that. She has a school in, in, uh, in Alabang for children. But at the end of the day, she sort of like really gave up a lot of what she wanted to do in order to help us. I mean, my mom also, she wanted a lot of other things to do. Um, however, she decided to help me out and uh, essentially stopped her other businesses and joined me. My brother's also part of it. So it's sort of like a really... A wonderful team effort. It's not, you know, I, when you say House of Laurel, I really call it House of Laurel because it's just not just Raho. It's a lot of people involved. How does your dad feel about your success? You know, I'm, I'm 
I slowly am getting cl closer to him now that we're both getting older. I spent Easter with him the, this Easter, and I know he's very proud of me. You know, and, and it's a very um, strange, protracted relationship, but there's love. There's love there. Has he said? Has it been anything verbal that he said? I to heard. You? I hear from other people. He'll never yeah. tell it to me in my face. <laughs> it's, it's, that's typical from that yeah, know, certain generation. And, they'll go around and yeah. until it gets to you, but they'll never say it to your face. Do you? Do you want to uh, become a father one day? Do you have any? You know, I'm. I'm good. Um, I have lots of nephews and nieces. My sister just gave birth to the part my tenth godson, so wow. I have ten already there. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not ready to become a father, so I'm not going to um, entertain that. I'm a really good Ninong. I'm a really good uncle. Um, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I have two dogs, and my dogs are enough. <laughs> and my partner, Nix, is already enough. Was that difficult to, to deal with, having a partner uh, who ate, well, also, I, I think he's in the artistic yes, field. Yes, he's, he's, he? a, he's a furniture and interior designer. We complement each other. I mean, obviously, there is uh, always challenges with relationships. With anything, it's work, Marga. You have to work at it. If you don't work at it, of course, it will disappear or it will dissolve. You know, it's a constant um, uh, desire to just understand. I think it's also... Uh, it's about being patient, and I'm never I'm never a patient person. But with my partner, I've learned to really just sort of like be patient and sometimes just keep quiet. Sometimes it's better to just shut up, <laughs> not say anything. Yeah, maturity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Was that easy for you guys to deal with in the context of the Philippines? Which, um, yes and no. My my family is more open. His is more actually more. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Conservative, right? So it's it, it, there's a, there's a uh, a balance of dance, you know. I, I, with any relationship, you cannot sort of like realize that your family is just like anybody's other family. I mean, my family is very open, and since I'm very um, public in many ways, he's not. So he had to learn that. Oh my God, you know, there's some things that uh, are private and some things that are public and it just so happens that in my, in my case a lot more is more public so some, it was difficult but that he understands and you didn't get any kind of a negative response from you know people in, in Manila who knew you with, with having a relationship yes. No, I didn't no. feel it. I didn't feel okay. it. I was, I was I was very well supported in that sense. But that, you, I was going to say that that makes you very lucky. I mean, because yes. many others many in other, the Philippines yes. have a very difficult yes. time. Yes, uh, but I think you know. I, I think it's about being open-minded. I mean, there are many different kinds of relationships and there are many different kinds of sort of like uh, people. And I think we live in a time of acceptance, of inclusivity. I think it's good that we talk about these things, honestly, beyond just the matter of fact. I mean, it's a lot of things that are happening in the world and openness and inclusivity is good. How do you balance that? Uh, just the being open in general. You know, you're posting your photos of your trips. Uh, just your life is very open in that sense with the fact that in the Philippines, Philippines, there is still very much that veneer of, yeah. you know, the face that you show the to the public. The filter, <laughs> exactly. You know, I try not to be too filtered, but of course, you just share. I mean, it's common sense. If it's sort of like, it will make another person, if it will make another person sort of like uncomfortable, then of course, don't post it. And 
it's a lot of values that my parents and my grandparents taught me. It's just a conversation. It's a conversation between you and who's following you. So I actually you know, had many times when I re- re- deleted uh, a post or whatnot, but it's common sense. It's it's just about sort of like what do you want to share. It's I always say that my social media or or whatever I have in my life, it's just really about sharing to a friend. So if you're going to be it, if it's if it's uh, something that will make your friend upset or somebody upset, why bother? Don't post it, na lang. But you know, I dealt. That's how I dealt. Deal with that. How would you define then a happy life? You know, contentment and realizing that you really don't need a lot to make you happy you have to realize that there are far more people who are uh, so unfortunate in this life and you just have to look at yourself and every day you're you know you're alive and you have another chance to make yourself better so it's it's really about contentment it's also age (laughs) (laughs) I I remember when I was younger I wanted to rule the world now I sort of like just want to take a nap Is there any kind of professional accolade that you're wanting to get? Do you know? Dress maybe the, Meryl Streep for the Oscars. Or, sure, of course. Yeah. That'll be fun. That'll be great. But right now, I'm, seeing, I'm thinking really how I'm thinking of ways how to, I can outlive and outlast myself. How I can live and outlast my life brand. That's my goal. I work, I work so hard to be able to do this. And perhaps one day, one of my nieces or nephews would like to follow my lead. And that's my goal game plan but I'm not going to force it but I'm really um, putting that lovely carrot in front of them that we've set this up already and some of you perhaps can follow their lead and you know there are signs that that I might have a niece or a nephew uh, who are who is inclined, but that's the goal more than anything else is to continue um, a succession plan of sorts, to so to speak, and um, perhaps they will be the ones who will be dressing Meryl Streep. She'll still be around by then, I'm <laughs> <That's> sure. <laughs> <laughs> what has been your biggest thrill? Oh my goodness! You know, honestly, my biggest thrill right now is like, for instance, me do uh, having done. Um, and you know it's great a, a friend's wedding and then they have a child I did her baptismal gown and then I did her first birthday and then I did her debut and I did her now I'm doing her wedding so full circle because if you imagine in the 25 years you, that can happen if you think about that it that would make me feel really old <laughs> really? <laughs> but that's great yeah one, it's sort of like uh, in reverse I, wow. I feel so much thrill and joy that after 25 years they still trust me I'm, I feel relevant I feel important I feel that I've done my, my job well because it's true that's I've true. had two yeah. experiences that I've known this little girl even before Brilliant. she was born yeah. so in that 25 year um, span I was ex- able to experience that sort of like full circle and that for me is a thrill that's exciting that's I, that's a blessing if you have one last words of advice for anybody who's young okay. um, and maybe unsure about what they want to do or where, where they want to go or what they want to be um, and don't know how to begin to like you were very sure from the very beginning that you wanted to pursue this number one try Okay, if you don't try, you won't. You wouldn't know. And make as much as mistakes as you can. The, you know, when you're young, just make so much mistakes. And mistakes for me are the best lessons in life. The more mistakes you make, the smarter you become. And for those who are not sure about their journey, just 
do everything. I mean, at the end of the day, life's too short not to try. I always sort of like, just try. And the worst thing that happen is you can just sort of like try again. You know, when we were kids, somebody, so there was a rhyme, try and try until you die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I believe oh, that's, that's so really true. That's really 80s. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What would you would you say what was your biggest mistake and how did you learn from it? My biggest mistake was sort of like listening to all the criticisms and all the negative energy enough to sort of like really destroy me. There's one point in my life that there's so much criticism and so much negative feedback at the work that I that I did and that I was doing. I wanted to close shop. I wanted to sort of like just pack up go you know forget about this journey how long had you been doing it at that stage uh, when that happened i remember 2001 that was the year that that was very difficult for me i did a i did a fashion show and nobody enjoyed it nobody liked it and again my parents went to the rest came to the rescue and uh said you know what look at your books are you making money? Are you paying your rent? Are you paying your employees on time? Do you have money in your bank? Do you have enough to sort of like pay your rent? And all the check marks was there. And then and then they just said, who cares what these people say? They're not feeding you. You're not responsible to, to, to them, but you are responsible to these people who work for you. And so, you know, I sort of like washed my face and uh, continued and woke up the next day. Okay, let's do this again. Brilliant. Thank you. Rahul, thank you so much. Thank you, Margaret. <laughs> well, there you have it. Rahul Laurel is proof that the old adage is true. You'll never know unless you try. Thanks for listening to another episode of About That. Don't forget to rate us and subscribe. And if there's anything you'd like to see featured on the show, do drop us a line. I'm Margaret Tigas. Thank you and see you next time. <laughs>